and welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot, a special Open Cup edition. And I, I'm solo from the normal cast, but we're we're joined by Liam. Let's I mean, go! Bring I, it I on. I, I don't even know what to call you anymore. Uh, professional journalist that occasionally slums for Who Gives a Hoot. Uh, this is a this is a passion project for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously we're we're gonna be previewing the the Open Cup, but um, Union Omaha uh, Union Omaha had a nice draw versus uh, Charlotte. Um, yeah, nap, nap, it was that time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean nil nil draw, but it was it was essentially a keeper battle, mm-hmm. like. Rashid had to pull out some some decent saves there. Uh, whoever Charlotte's keeper was made some insane saves to to keep it scoreless. So, but our guys got the weekend to rest. Uh, unlike St. Louis, who I'm not subscribing to Apple MLS, what extra access, whatever the hell it is. Uh, I'm not supporting domestic journalism. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I believe you did watch that, Liam. Um, yeah, like, did they play their their starters? Like, they. they yeah, let me get out in front. Let me get out in front of this. I love Apple. Yeah. TV. I'm an Apple. I'm an Apple TV stan. I support everything they're doing. Uh, you know, I have the occupation of a journalist. Uh, but so uh, some may say I'm poor, but I, I can. I can. You're a journalist. I can. I can scrum up enough money to to pay for this great great thing. But. Um, yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched for those new listeners. I, I live in Kansas City, but so I staunch SKC supporter. So we're doing really well this year, and so I got to watch. Them. So good, so good. <laughs> I, I watched them play New England last night, and then uh, oh. <laughs> quickly, quickly saw a turn of events where I was like, "All right, turn on St. Louis." And uh, yeah, for those that don't know, my parents and my brother live in St. Louis, so moved from Omaha to St. Louis. So I have weird ties to St. Louis as well as. Omaha and Kansas City. It's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, you're a big fan of St. Louis pizza, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yikes. No, I am not. <laughs> Better than Godfather's, though. <laughs> All right, that doesn't take much. Um, but I went to I went to a St. Louis game earlier this season. They played uh, San Jose 3-0. And for the Omaha people traveling to this game, oh, my gosh, you're in for a treat. This is, like, the coolest stadium I've ever been to in my life. Uh the field is below ground, so you come off of the street, and you will. You're the first stands you hit off of the street is the upper deck. It's like it's so sick. Um, so well, that's the new how, city. How's the drainage? Um, I don't. I don't know. I I haven't seen it. It wasn't raining because I think it's going to be raining on Tuesday. Well, we're gonna find out. <laughs> and so it's it's gonna be a swimming pool by the time we're there. <laughs> Yeah, bring your snorkel, folks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the field is sick. And then across the street to the south is their entire training facility too. So it's all within like like a hundred feet of each other. The entire complex of St. Louis City. It's so cool, uh, and it's like the pinnacle of MLS soccer. So if the Omaha people are going down there, just walk around, enjoy yourself because that is the premier MLS soccer team right now. Not just not just from results standpoint, but from you know facility and you know, the, the city loves them and some of that. It's, it's really cool spot so far. Wait, wait a second. 
Are you saying a downtown soccer stadium is successful in a Midwestern city? Yeah, isn't that a shocking statement? Oh, wow. I <laughs> I never would have believed that. So, yeah, good luck, uh, Mayor Stother. Let's uh, let's bring that let's bring that to downtown Omaha, which would be uh, well, no, no, she she's in um, she's in St. Louis, isn't she? Uh, I, I'm pretty sure she's splitting most of her time there. Vacation got, got something. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, boyfriend or something of that nature. <laughs> I don't do. <laughs> uh, I, that, no, that, that's your future. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord, help me if that's my future. Sports um, journalism and, uh, <laughs> and politics. <laughs> we'll get into it a little bit later, but I, uh, the Omaha versus St. Louis culture war, we could get into that later, but there's some fun things about St. Louis culture inside the stadium that I'd love to talk about. But uh, for those that don't really follow the MLS or St. Louis city and all, like they have been off to like a monumental start. Like they won the most games in a row to start the season from an expansion side. It's just been unbelievable. They did hit kind of a bump of the road, but that's expected at the MLS. They lost back-to-back games to Minnesota and to Saint- uh, Seattle. And those are two teams that are going to make the playoffs too. So, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, but they followed it by beating Cincinnati. That was April 15th, 5-1. to one. And that was, like, that was a statement game. And Cincinnati's Cincinnati, been solid. Cincinnati is was people's preseason pick to go to the finals or make a real run at it. And to just demolish them 5-1 at home. Uh, and St. Cincinnati's goal was late, like 80th minute-ish. And it, it meant nothing. So, um, yeah, St. Louis is really good at home. Um, and then this past weekend, they played the Rapids. And they tied 1-1. But um, they actually they actually got outclassed for a majority of it. Um, the first 45, the Rapids just had control of the ball pretty easily. And then there was a good minute from 50th minute to the 70th minute where St. Louis found their groove. That's where they nicked their first goal. And it was 1-0 for a while. And then Colorado equalized in like the 90th minute, which was crazy because the Rapids have uh, scored 90th minute equalizers in like back-to-back games or something like that. But if you like Tottenham, you're going to like St. Louis. <laughs> All they do is Who likes Tottenham? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially after today. Uh, <laughs> but uh, St. Louis loves playing back and loves inviting pressure and then they love counterattacking. that's where they do all of their damage and their starting striker jow klaus has been one of the biggest bright spots for st louis this season uh he came from germany last two years ago or last year he played at uh hoffenheim for a while so um that's where that's where he came from uh he's a brazilian dude but he did come off in the 75th minute with a knock against colorado so who knows if we'll see him, but the one guy that I'm sure St. Louis will play is Giochini, Giochini or something. He's a 20-year-old, 21-year-old from Kansas City, homegrown sporting guy that left to go to the St. Louis City's academy. So that's a huge rivalry amongst the Kansas City-St. Louis faithful, but he has been like a rock star. Uh, so he's got three goals in nine matches and has an assist. So um, he's going to be a stud, super fast and uh, really technical on the ball. So he's really good. But I would be shocked if we see Roman Berkey play the keeper for St. Louis. Um, but if he does play, that's an extra treat. He had like 10 saves against Colorado yesterday. Um, so I'd be shocked if we see him. But uh, cool opportunity for people that go to the game uh, to see to see him play, which is always sick. The, he's the former Dortmund keeper that – 
played for the Swiss national team for a little while. <laughs> but that's kind of my that's kind of like my short synopsis. I, I don't really know much else about the young guys of St. Louis. I'm not really that ingrained in the roster, but um, it would be interesting to see maybe some of these Academy Two teams. I know that Union Omaha played SK or STL City Two in the preseason warmup. That was kind of behind closed doors. So, but um, yeah, it was a, a cool opportunity. So at least the guys that are going down there for Union Omaha on Tuesday kind of familiar with the surroundings already. Because I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they tore the stadium and stuff back in, I think that was February that that happened. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I think we've talked about it before on the pod um, with uh, Bobby Murphy, former assistant coach under Jay Mims. He's down there coaching uh, St. Louis too. So I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see him in, in the dugout with, uh, uh, with the St. Louis squad for, for this match. Um, Right. That that gives them a a fun advantage there. Um, you have uh, Christian, uh, who was our third keeper with their their second team. Um, so, I it's both. I think both uh, St. Louis two and St. Louis um, one played this past weekend or this weekend, um, which may work towards Union Omaha's benefit. Right. You know they had couple days rest uh, it's not a crazy long road trip um a little bit shorter than uh, well similar distance to chicago uh which was where we started out our mls um yeah battles and, last year and, and that'll be the interesting thing for st louis too st louis as well because uh they aren't in the champions league they aren't in another cup competition yeah. this is their cup competition so it's going to be interesting to see how they rotate their their squad because this is the first time they've only played on Saturdays yeah. throughout the entire season. So the guys are used to a week rest. Now we got a short, only two days to recover. Um, so it'll be interesting how, you know, maybe the staff of St. Louis kind of resets their roster and maybe you'll be able to see new players and stuff like that too. So that's kind of interesting, but I do want to touch upon last year with the uh, union Omaha run, like played Chicago. There were no fans there. You played yeah. Minnesota and it was freezing cold. There's also no fans there. Like, granted, you got to go out and beat the MLS teams, and they did, and it was fantastic. But this St. Louis side, the fans are inaugural season. They're crazy. They're super passionate. This is going to be almost a sold out crowd. This is going to be akin to the to the Sporting KC uh, type of atmosphere. I would say. So yeah. So I was talking to um, to a couple friends yesterday, and they're saying that. Um, St. Louis has apparently already sold over 13,000 seats to this. I mean, wow. this being their first cup tie, right. uh, you know, it, it's a huge opportunity for their fans. It's a weeknight too. So I don't know hundred uh, percent like what their commuter culture is, but if people are already in the city, mm -hmm. you know, it's right down there right after work. Um, so get a game in, you know, it's not football. So you're done in two hours. Yeah. Um, and I, I Union Omaha is not bringing as many as it did to Kansas City, uh, which is a little unfortunate. You know, Kansas City has a total of three points after nine games played, um, and those three points are not from a win; they're from three separate draws. Mm. Uh, I, I wish we were playing them this year because they seem to be in shambles. Their fan support, I think, would be even less. But Union Omaha going to St. Louis, I think there's about 200 fans traveling somewhere around there. Um, 
Yeah, and that's the fun which, thing. St. Louis is still close. Like, yeah. like, don't get us wrong. Like, that's that's you're playing an MLS team that's close. Like, it, we could be going to Houston or something like crappy like that. Like, that's that is the nice thing. Like, if you know the Union Omaha supporters can take the days off of work, like this is a great opportunity to go see a brand new stadium, a great yep. team, support Union Omaha in a great opportunity and the greatest cup in in american sports like it's just it's it's a really win-win even though it is kind of far away and on a weekday you know um yeah but this is this is second best to at being able to play st louis or playing kansas city i would say yeah and i i think it the fact it is a brand new stadium seeing it in its first um first season uh expansion side it's going to be a fun match regardless of the scoreline um also, they don't have supporters that have been around for 20 years and get bitter when they win 6-0 um, and pick fights. Uh, uh, but that that being said, it, the rotation, I'm going to be very interested to see. Um, know there are a fair amount of Dortmund fans that would like to see Berkey uh, play against Union Omaha because uh, personally and Take this for what it is. I, I think it's going to be, if Berkey's in there, you've got a battle between the two best keepers in American soccer right now. <laughs> not not going to lie. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. <laughs> like, I, I mean, Rashid, Rashid showed up, even that 6-0 loss. Like, that that was a team falling apart. But the saves he was making during that game, uh, mm-hmm. no, he knows how to show up against an MLS side. He He's been in these tense situations before which Berkey similarly has done the same. Like he's played internationally. He's played at major uh, cup competitions. Like he's played Bundesliga, uh, which is drawing massive fans. But if they, they rotate their keeper, I don't know. Yeah, I don't so, know anything about their backup keeper. So their backup keeper for Saturday against Colorado is this guy named Benjamin Lunt. German dude. This, this is the interesting thing about St. Louis is that their entire got so many... is from is from the uh, Germany area. So they're picking. Yeah, up, it, yeah, very crazy. They, they picked up so so many players from from Germany, which is you know great as a Bundesliga fan. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, seeing seeing this talent come into the U.S. and the fact that you know guys who've trained played in Germany are doing so well in the MLS. Um, like, so. This backup goalie, uh, he played, uh, you know, club soccer growing up at Hertha Berlin. Um, shout out Hertha Berlin uh, club legend Bobby Wood. Um, <laughs> um, but he played a lot of his before St. Louis, where he got to St. Louis, a lot of time at Phoenix Rising. And then Cincinnati when they're in the USL as well. So he does have some, some a lot of USL experience. So a, a good matchup for Union Omaha if he gets to start. Yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely good considering how many championship guys we have and like journeyman championship guys we brought in um, who probably have played against him. I'd have to go back and scroll through every single matchup, but uh, with like Steven Dos Santos uh, in there, um, who's tenured in, in championship like mm-hmm. that. That's I'm sure that's a matchup that's seen. Um, the, the interesting thing, like when I was looking through on, on the roster, um, 
and looking at who was subbing on for later in the game, figuring these guys might be getting a little bit of a run before before starting is uh, Indiana Vasilev or Vasilev Vasilev uh, butchering last name, but he went to Aston Villa. He's one of the success stories of USL academies um, coming out of the Tormenta Academy going over to Aston Villa, signing a first team contract there, getting a few few uh, runs in, in the Premier League before being put on loan back to the MLS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that that's going to be one he may not have actually played against any of these guys, but knowing the sort of style and seeing how Tormenta has done uh, over the past couple of years and how they've grown, you know, they they've really been working that pipeline. So having some experience there, having some of that USL experience, it, no, it's not soccer, soccer. Like you, if you play, you play well, you you know, you're going to do, it doesn't matter if you have the uh, championship experience, the USL league one experience, but I I think it does just kind of fit with the mindset of, you know, knowing what some of these guys that are on union Omaha squad, how, how they're coming up, how they're thinking might, might play into it. Absolutely, Luke. And uh, Indiana has like stolen uh, starting spots over the past couple of weeks for for St. Louis. I think they didn't start him on Saturday in preparation for the cup because he didn't start the first two games of the season. But then during their run, he was the starting uh, number 10, maybe even pushing further up um, in, in during that win streak. And then they didn't start him in this last game against the Rapids, I think, in preparation for uh, Union Omaha. Well, but he- it's kind of crazy. He's got this this name, and everyone knows his name, but he's only 22 years old, which is just yeah. I mean, he's so young still. I, I mean, he's he's definitely one of the success stories of of the USL Academy system, and really has a high ceiling in U.S. soccer in general. Uh, but looking at that, looking at um, the thought mob stats from from Saturday, uh, he came on at halftime, so. <laughs> know, rest him for the first half, put him on the second half to be uh, be an influence in there. And yeah, it might have you know, been more tactical too to try and get three points yeah. because St. Louis was kind of inept in in you know the the attacking third there. So they put him on and and they the team reacted really well. So um, I think it was both a bull fan like, hey, we're not going to start you because we're going to play Union Omaha, but but yeah. we still want you to play have a role in this game because we want three points. But I much prefer an inept St. Louis side like that. That's that's kind of my kind of what I'm hoping for. Uh, you know, more, oh, more I something. mean, that's, I mean, not that's going to be hard. I mean, I'll just I'll be flat out about it. <laughs> no, no, they they have such a well-built squad that I think it's going to be tough for us uh, going in there. We've got the we've got the pieces that can definitely work there. Um, the striker pairing for Union Omaha, I think, is going to be a very interesting one. Because experience-wise and physicality-wise, you have to start Dos Santos there. And Noe's been so good for us this season, um, just on and off the ball, um, and has has the cup experience. But Steinwasher getting some runs out there, I, I think could be a very, very interesting mix if we want to go in full attack. Um, you know, throw throw more more of our attacking pieces in from the get-go, try and score an early goal, and then 
then buckle down. But, and you've watched more St. Louis than I have. Um, Cause the total amount of St. Louis games I've watched is nil. Uh, <laughs> uh, but our, our defense is still pretty strong. Um, right. You know, with, with junior back there with Lexi, uh, you know, Shaft has been filling in. I think Dion has a broken hand. I don't know if he'll be available. Um, we've got Mueller, who's been in. Like we, we've got a great uh, rotation in the back line. And as, as we've talked about in the pod um, over the season, the most depth in defense that we've had in Union Union Omaha history to date. So, if we're able to to maximize our defense it, later on in the game throw on a you know throw on more defensive pieces and score an early goal but with with St. Louis's defense do you think honest opinion wise at, at this point do you think Union Omaha's offense with guys like Brito uh, Gilles Dos Santos Meza can can break through that. So I think there could be some half chances here and there. Like um, okay. Tim Parker's the starting center back for them, and if you like the MLS, you know Tim Parker. He's kind of bounced around from team to team, but um, he struggled against the Rapids due to pace on the yeah. wings, and then uh, you know just St. Louis just isn't as good on the ball when they have possession. So this is kind of how they lost against Minnesota a couple weeks ago. St. Louis had about 60% of the possession to their uh, to Minnesota's 40. So that's why I said, if you like Tottenham, like you like watching St. Louis because St. Louis doesn't want to have the ball. They want to break. Nobody likes Tottenham today. Stop breaking up Tottenham. Like Tot- <laughs> no, but that's, that's the only way I can think about it. But they uh, uh, they love playing off the ball and they like they like pressing yeah. and they like they like playing in transition. And if Union Omaha can just sit back and withstand the first 20, 30 minutes and let St. Louis just pass the ball around and then use their style of offense to attack. So it all comes down to, can we put away a half chance? Can, can we do it? Because if you can, then St. Louis is going to struggle because then we're just going to pack it into, the, we're going to park the bus and, uh, you know, they're just, they won't be able to play their best style, which is a free-flowing open game of soccer. So. That that's where I think a guy like JP coming in and you know him, he's had I think most of his success has been those half chances that he's able to capitalize on. Uh for not not to take away from the skill. I mean, he's been on Union Omaha since the get-go, but he's a lucky player. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty like, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's good, but uh, there's a fair amount of luck in how how he's been able to to capitalize uh, throughout his his professional career with Union Omaha, and he he's definitely showed up in, in a lot of ways. And we talked about how his absence um, at, at the last home match uh, at Coniglia was it just him being in there for those cross balls. He has this insane ability, and it's something uh, Jay Mims uh, was one of the reasons why Jay Mims signed him. Apparently, was the guy can get up yeah. like, like he's not, not super tall. He's you no know, six foot, six foot one, which 
isn't short, but he can get up above guys who are six, five and just put, put balls away. Like mm-hmm. he's great with his head, uh, throwing that, throwing that forward, getting some set pieces, drawing some fouls. I think we're, that's going to be part of our strategy. Do I think we have guys that are good enough at diving? <laughs> Remains to be seen. Remains to be seen. Yeah. Like, cause I, I think that might be where part of this game comes down to is if union Omaha can draw the fouls. Um, you know, I, I think St. Louis is going to be a little bit surprised by the physicality of our team. This team does seem more physical than in past seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, guys like Junior Palacios uh, out there who uh, Junior's Junior's a guy I I admire because he's so physical, but I worry that he's going to get a red card mm-hmm. uh, just because he is that physical. Uh, draw like keeping the pressure up. Um, whether we're going to be able to keep the high press or not it is going to be interesting to see. But if a guy like Noe, he he's definitely um, embellished a few fouls this year, from what I can see. Um, I've yet to independently confirm that, but uh, <laughs> you know, it, it he he seems like he's uh, he's taken some uh, tumbling classes and. <laughs> While I don't love watching that in a in a league match, uh, seeing that against an MLS side, I think could be just what we need uh, to to really force the it, issue. It's it's hard to it's hard to compare League One to MLS. It just it yeah. is. But uh, allowing only three goals in five games is is as good as you can do in the versus the teams that you play. And yep. that should give that back line and Rashid, obviously Rashid's always going to have a lot of confidence. Which is warranted. No, warranted. Warranted confidence. But uh, that should go in with the back line being like, hey, we can do this. And if they stay yeah. at the starting 11, and I expect St. Louis to not put out the, 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 the toughest, their full – full 11 because of them just playing on Saturday. Uh, it might give them just an inkling of hope. And as time builds, we all know the more hope you build, you know, the more pressure goes on the giants. So I, I, I think I, I mean, I hate to be an optimist be like, Hey, there's a chance, but I feel like there's a better chance of this than versus Kansas city last year. I, I don't want to be as optimistic as you, but the thing, the only thing is the rotated roster has me interested because we knew Kansas city was struggling at the time last year. So they were going to play everyone and they did Johnny Russell and and Daniel Shallowy looked great against Union Omaha and poured in goals. And the only time they did last year. (laughs) And that was their goal. That was, that was their goal because they were struggling in, in the domestic. So they wanted to go as far along in the cup. This is the first, you know, game of the cup competition for St. Louis. And so I, they're going to rotate their roster. So I, I I don't think, I'm not predicting a win, but I think it's not going to be as big of a blowout as as Kansas City. So I, I'd say Chicago p- played a better lineup against us than Minnesota did. Mm-hmm. Do you think we're going to see something more like Chicago where they're, they're playing 
rotated starters, like guys that could be starting but aren't uh, versus, you know, Minnesota where granted Minnesota threw two DPs against us, but the rest of their squad was pretty rotated and right. we ended up with a, with a two nil win. Well, the, you, fac- the fascinating thing about St. Louis is that a lot of their starters and a lot of their guys coming off, like you talked about Indiana Vasilev are all young dudes, which is crazy. Yeah. Like a lot of these MLS, like, like sporting last year, uh, like, you know, Johnny's in his thirties and, and Dana Shalloway is, you know, has been around the MLS yeah. for a while. Like a lot of these St. Louis dudes are young guys. So they're going to rotate probably Berkey or Klaus who are, you know, a little more veteran type soccer players, but Gio Kini, the starting striker, like I said, he's 22. Their left back, John Nelson, he's 24. And then like Indiana Vasilev's in his 20, early 20s too. So he's going to start. So it's like these guys with MLS experience in a rotated roster are still young dudes. So yeah. interesting because they are good enough to play in the MLS side mm-hmm. and they've, sh- they've shown their capabilities but they haven't shown their capabilities in a cup environment, a one-off game. Uh, will these young kids be able to handle the short rest against a short rest against a union Omaha team that has rest that has experience from last year or just years of playing in the championship and beyond. Um, so it's kind it's really fascinating where majority of these MLS teams are littered with older guys, like hot, older late 20s early 30s you know what i mean uh what are you saying so that, robin burkey is a young guy <laughs> uh, i wish <laughs> <laughs> so that's where it's fascinating it's going to be a really interesting game because a yeah. lot of guys that st louis are going to play are young dudes but have mls experience versus union omaha with olderish players that have championship and open cup experience so i mean what's well, going to play out it's going to be fascinating well, I mean, it's definitely interesting to me because in one respect, I want us to win this. But in another way, I want us to kind of showcase our players because, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, Ryan Jiba last year, his performance against or against Minnesota United got him a first team contract. Like, that's a good step obviously winning the match is going to, to make it more appealing for, for a side, but putting in, putting in these guys that are, they, they could be playing at a higher level, but haven't gotten, uh, no, didn't get scouted at the right age or anything like that. This is a great opportunity. And looking at the straight business aspect of it, union Omaha can make money off of it. If they put guys out there that perform well, even if we lose, you know, perform well and then catch the Look eye at of somebody you. else. Look at this capitalist, capitalist <laughs> part of who gives a who. This is disgusting. You're siding with ownership. <laughs> hey, hey. Uh, Sorry, Gary. I, all I know Sorry, is uh, apparently, apparently Union Omaha was not get given a suite, uh, an owner suite for this match. So uh, Gary Green's going to be there in the uh, the supporters section uh, in the there's a high of 50 on Tuesday in St. Louis. So we're going to be freezing our asses off out there. Uh, maybe uh, warming up with some of, uh, I mean, Did is Budweiser still, uh, <laughs> Budweiser still uh, St. Louis's finest, even though it's Belgian now. Yeah. Get a city wide if you're there. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> but, 
I, I you're definitely going to see Rashid and goal for Union Omaha. Um, with as far as our defensive line, Milanese has been uh, Milanese and Miller have been kind of swapping out on on the left back spot, and that's under Jay Mims. That was always our uh, player that can aspire to much higher. Damia Vieter, <laughs> Ryan Jiba. Um, I, I think both Miller and, and Milanese have been, they've been very capable in that position, but seeing what they can do against an MLS side is they're, they're both unproven in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lexi and junior, I'm not worried about shaft. Um, uh, no. Shaft is going to do what Shaft is going to do. It'd be interesting to see if uh, Dion is fit and if he starts in place just for the sake of having another veteran on the field. But as you said, they're such a young team that having younger guys out there uh, who can keep pace, can stay fit for longer in the match, I think might be be a boon. And then sub in some of your your veterans later in the game if the score score line allows for it. Because I wouldn't be surprised if St. Louis throws in their, you know, their top quality guys if this game is still nil-nil in the 65th minute. Like, yeah, I, I would not be surprised. So it wouldn't be bad to maybe get Dion in there at that exact same time or something to counter yeah. to counter that. Um, but I'm sure Dion is going to want to play the entire game. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I mean, I, I don't think there's a guy on our roster who doesn't want to play the entire game. Exactly. Um, I. Really think this is going to come down to Union Omaha's defense, and it's really going to be a telling, uh, not not so much our scoring because if we can take it to PKs, you know, Shido has shown up in that he didn't last game uh, or two games ago, um, but in a penalty shootout, he has shown an ability there. He if stood on not, his head. Pretty, he stood on his head against Chicago. Exactly. And you throw Berkey in there, he's got more experience than Shido on that. But if they're not throwing Berkey in there, if they're throwing Lunt in there, you know, if they're pulling from their two side, you know, that that might be the the right time uh, for for us to try and push for a draw. Yeah. No, I, I would not be upset with a nil-nil draw at the end of 90 mm-hmm. and somehow squeak out to to PKs. All right, let's give our predictions here, Luke, because I'm ready. I'm ready to give mine. I'm going 2-0 St. Louis. Sorry, everyone. I think it stays 0-0 through 45, but I think it's two goals back-to-back using speed in around the 60th minute. That's that's what I think. I think I think we look a lot. I think Union Omaha looks a lot better, and I think it's nil-nil after 45. And and then, but St. Louis just shows their MLS strength in in the in the latter half of the the 90. All right. Uh, do do I put the sound bite in now? Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. It's going to be three nil Union Omaha. <laughs> oh, let's go! Book uh, it. Get over to Ameristar and Council Bluffs. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in actuality, I I think I think it's going to entirely depend on the first thirty minutes. If Union Omaha can force the set pieces, uh, draw the fouls, 
put pressure on St. Louis, force them to, yeah, to kind of bunker down. I think we can pull out a draw. If St. Louis gets it in the first ten minutes, uh, first twenty minutes, I I think you're you're fair on a a two nil St. Louis win. Yeah, the goal is to make it ugly as possible. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no one's gonna like, enjoy watching this game if you're if you're an Omaha fan. Like this is gonna be nasty if you wanna if you wanna win this game. This is going to be a very, very brutal game if played the way I want it to be played. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, uh, I I wouldn't ex or wouldn't be surprised if there are multiple cards on both sides. Like the the question is, if have you watched enough Union Omaha this season to to make this uh, question or make or provide an answer for the question I'm going to ask is kind of my we'll thought. <laughs> Who does Union Omaha sacrifice to draw a red? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Shout out my boy Ed Gordon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, you are the sacrificial Eddie. lamb. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> That's a, such a, that's a great question, Luke. <laughs> but I mean, really, like that—that that is one of the avenues I could see us doing is throw it on a sacrificial lamb, a guy who's smaller, like Eddie, like Yoskar, who are just gonna get bowled over. Gonna like if they've been working on their tumbling classes, they've been doing their diving training. You no, know, draw red. Uh, you know, come off with an injury, sub on one of our more experienced our bigger more physical guys i think i think we can pull it again if we can draw a couple fouls in in their final third joe brito's crosses shafts crosses into the box with the jp there with dos santos there with lexi in there we can pull something right but it's, but. it's all about <laughs> but <laughs> It's how physical St. Louis is going to be. And considering they're coming off two days rest and travel from Colorado back, that's a flight. Uh, you know, I don't know when their flight was out. I know MLS or MLSPA allowed more charter or push for more chartered flights. Yep. I don't know if they sprung for that option on this one. But assuming they flew commercial, assuming they didn't get you know as much rest as they needed, are they going to be playing sloppier? Because that could be a huge thing. And I, I want to say uh, St. Louis 2 was up in um, Utah uh, against the Monarchs um, this past weekend. So they're not looking at much. Let me, let me fact check myself. Uh, no, no, I guess they played uh, Colorado Rapids 2. Oh, they're playing them right now. There you go. Um, recording on a Sunday. Yep. We're recording on a Sunday. So if they're doing a chartered flight for both teams, that's coming back today. That gives them Monday to train and rest. Yeah. And going into Tuesday, they could be sloppy enough. Mm -hmm. they, they could be playing more physical, which would be a benefit to us. Uh, you know, and the crazy thing is, is like, 
All right, let's let's start hypothesizing here. Let's have fun with this. Like, <laughs> what if Union Omaha advances? They could be playing Tulsa Athletic. <laughs> no, it, it is it. They're Tulsa in the same... Athletic. Yeah, no, it's, it's or it's oh yeah, it is Tulsa Athletic. It's not FC Tulsa. Sorry, I'm. Yeah, the the amateur side who is going up against a not informed Sporting. Uh, sporting has played nine nicely. games, <laughs> has three points from three draws. Yeah. Uh, whereas St. Louis is top of the West, third overall. They're top of the West, tied on points with uh, with Seattle, and one goal differential away. So a very informed St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That. If they're sloppy enough, we might be able to squeak something versus Union Omaha advancing, playing a out-of-form sporting or a very in-form amateur side from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Cinderella story. Like, I, I'd have to be rooting for Tulsa in that one. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> 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 like that that's one of those uh though the the supporters who went up to minnesota last year pulled out the usl versus everyone that's a uh midwest premier league or npsl versus everybody uh <laughs> banner right there and like uh, that that would be a fun match yeah and the fun thing is both of the games are starting at the same time so that's kind of cool too well it it's fun, but it also sucks because I can't be watching that other one. That's true. At the same time, though, we'll know the result by the end of the Union Omaha game, hopefully. That's right. Okay, can we get into can we get into our our cultural difference? Yeah, let, let's let, let's talk about this. Okay, so <laughs> toasted raviolis versus Omaha steaks. Okay, pretty easy here. Um, I I, I mean, you're going toasted rav, aren't you? Well, I mean, come on, a toasted ravioli. I mean, it's it's the poor man's food. Not everyone can it's, afford a, a Omaha steak. But it's a bad pierogi. It's a bad pierogi. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you guys something. Let me tell all y'all, especially you guys going down to the St. Louis to the game, right out, right inside the concourse, right where they're selling beer. There's a stand right next to it that only sells toasted raviolis it's a t they call it a t-rab stand and all they're doing i saw them is just dumping toasted ravs in a in a fryer and they're just handing them out and let me tell you if that's not american soccer culture i don't know what is because that is uh, gorgeous <laughs> would it end up on this grand feed it should. It really should. <laughs> Tag the screen feed if you're getting toasted revs. <laughs> uh, we also need to talk about the Owl City group of St. Louis. Okay, these guys are, wow, really, really stealing the Union Omaha, uh, you know, I don't know, slogans, the, the use of owls for some weird reason for St. Louis. I mean, we should cease and desist them, right? I mean... I, I think if there's going to be a fight, it's going to be in Owl City and Parliament, right? Yeah. <laughs> like that, that's, really... that's, that's got it. 
For anyone like, that doesn't uh, know, there's a there's a Twitter account of this fan who loves St. Louis, and for some reason he calls himself Owl City. I don't know why, but he makes every St. Louis City post with owls in it, which is actually pretty funny and cool, but it's also kind of weird <laughs> because they're not really nicknamed the Owls, so I don't really get it. <laughs> Manifest your destiny. <laughs> uh, so he's uh, like right. it's it's kind of weird it's like for, for him it must be really weird it must be like when nebraska basketball plays creighton basketball you know who do you root for obviously you root for the creighton blue jays but um but for him i mean like <laughs> what are you gonna choose the team actually named after owls or your your st louis team who knows <laughs> well owl city st louis if you are listening to this uh find me and we'll settle this <laughs> like, like men with peregrines on our shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll, we'll either provide you a scarf so you can become a Union Omaha fan, or we're going to take over your Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> Look that guy up. Let's, I got to find this. I'll find this we'll, for everyone. <laughs> we'll, we'll find him. <laughs> um, so funny. All right. Uh, St. Louis beer versus Omaha beer. Oh, I mean, who? Does St. Louis City have a beer yet? Uh, yeah, it's a Shaffley beer. Uh, okay, so no, that, Union Omaha beer is better. Why? <laughs> uh, I, it's a it's a pint nine beer. That's pretty good. That's a good beer, yeah. actually. I've had it plenty of times. Yeah. Um, but no, like mate, like if you like Budweiser, I mean, you're kind of in the hole there. That's St. Louis's beer. Um, well, uh, you know, maybe you're part of woke culture and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can't even finish that. I can't even finish that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah, Shaffley beers are good though. Shaffley beers are pretty good. Uh, Um, they're, they're passable. They're passable at best. Passable. Okay. Like. I, I would slam a few, but I would not be drinking them for taste. <laughs> for taste. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I guess St. Louis is such a rich uh, four hands, four hands brewing. That's a good brewery in St. Louis. All right. They're, uh, they're well, the ones that make citywide. That's a good beer, too. Okay. I'll check out four hands. Um, and then I will. I will report back on this. Report back. Don't drink more than two. <laughs> you won't be able to report back. <laughs> uh, you, you don't know me. <laughs> All right. The Twitter account for, for our Owl City is at Owl City SC. So enjoy it. They just have a lot of uh, owls in St. Louis stuff. It's kind of crazy, actually. Uh, I mean... If they make a owl toasted rav, I might try a toasted rav. Whoa! Don't get pita involved there. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to owl eat shaped. Any owls. <laughs> um, rivers. Oh, oof. good one. Uh, I will side with Union Omaha and the Missouri River any day. The the longest river provides more water into the Lower Mississippi than the Upper Mississippi does. So really, the lower Mississippi should be the Missouri. I, I would agree. I mean, I don't know where I yep. don't know where to start. I've always wanted to go like a, do a kayaking trip from like Omaha all the way to St. Louis. That's a thing people do. Uh, but let's and, do it. 
And like, <laughs> then you get picked up in St. Louis, which is just crazy. Uh, that would be a wild journey where you just like, in the middle of the night, you just take your boats off and camp. It's kind of wild. Yep. Uh, so my friends wanted to do it spring break of college, but spring break's like early March. So if you fall in, you'd get like, you'd die. <laughs> so it's a little cold. I was like, you guys a little cold. <laughs> like maybe... Maybe like July when it's not, uh, you're not getting like the ice dams and like everything else, but exactly. Um, landmarks, the arch, obviously, uh, gateway to the west. Um, Omaha, Bob, landmark? Bob, the bridge. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, this is a bridge podcast. Big, big bridge podcast. Um, <laughs> other union, oh, uh, another Omaha staple. Um, <laughs> the, the Desert Dome. Oh shoot! That that is wow. That is a good landmark, actually. Um, I mean, it's a uh, geodesic dome. It's Rosenblatt, a buckyball. Rosenblatt could have been a good answer. I mean, it doesn't really exist anymore. But I mean, the 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 Schwab, the Schwab, the Chuck. They call it the Chuck now. <laughs> I'm not calling it the Chuck. It's the Schwab. <laughs> All right. How about Jesuit universities? Creighton versus SLU. <laughs> I'm going to let you answer that. You're, you're uh, the a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll go. We'll, we'll take Creighton on that one. <laughs> Roll James. <All> right. <laughs> um, team owners. I mean, how do you not like Gary Green? I mean, you, you got to go Gary Green, hundred <laughs> percent Gary Green. Uh, I, I'm just saying, like St. Louis isn't even giving Gary a suite. Gary's still showing up. Yeah, got to be in the supporter section. Like, shout I, out Gary. Give me, give me some swag. Send me some swag down here in Kansas. <laughs> I do. Uh, I do. Start- oh my gosh, I totally forgot. Do you remember? I'll try and find the tweet so you can you can send it out on on the Who Gives You Twitter account. But do you remember after Union Omaha lost to Sporting KC, someone graffitied a wall down here in downtown <laughs> the final score? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I walked by that like on a, on a walk with my girlfriend like, two days afterwards. It was hilarious. It was, it was the most rent free thing I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, honestly. Looking at last season and looking at this season so far, they need something to like live for. Yeah. So maybe we could get some graffiti on the arch of the final score on Tuesday. That could be good. Uh, maybe you can go to federal prison. Um, like it's a it's a landmark. There, there are some people who listen to this podcast that I would I, I will not name because I, I know. Based on Sporting's uh, security last year, they were monitoring all all feeds. But you know who you are. Union Omaha wins. Do it. (laughs) Shout out. Shout out. (laughs) Uh, Supporter culture. Supporter culture is (laughs) stupid. No, no, no. In stadium supporter culture. Okay. Um... Yeah. Uh, one's a soccer stadium, one's a baseball diamond. But as far as how they're a first year MLS side, do they have a good supporter section? The supporter section was crazy (laughs) when I went to the game. It was wild. Uh, lots of flags that are like 
30 feet in the air that you'd see in like the Bundesliga or something. And they're constantly going. And I, I made a comment. I was like, man, that would suck to sit behind the guy that's waving that thing. You can't see anything. Like, what are you, what are you doing? But they have a, they have a bunch of those. It's just kind of cool. Um, chant wise, not that many creative chants. I think they're still trying mm-hmm. to find their footing on that. Whereas, you know, I feel like Union Oma, the, the fans have actually created some like uh, songs and stuff that are like pretty niche, which is pretty cool. Um, but the pretty basic St. Louis chants, like, you know, that, that you'd see in any MLS stadium. A lot of the same uh, Sporting KC chants, like when they do the corner kick or something where it's uh, uh, make everyone like clap and stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the fans go crazy. I mean, you got you can't you can't knock that. All right. Of course, an inaugural season. But uh, originality of songs, take it, take it, Union Omaha. There you go. There's, right. a, win. There, there's a win. <laughs> All right. Um, we've already gone score prediction. Let's let's do one hot take for this game. Okay. Um, hmm. Hottest take would be Union Omaha advancing, but a more realistic thing, Union Omaha grabs the first goal. I think right. I, 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 it, who knows if they win, but if they grab the first goal in the first like 15, 20 minutes, like that's kind of a hot take, but that would be really sick. <laughs> that would be, if, if like Noah Mesa's like scores the first goal in the supporters, into St. Louis's supporter section, like that would be so badass. <laughs> I, I'd be ecstatic for that because I, I just know. Noe's probably got something worked up in in his head. He's such like he seems like such a generally like a reserved guy. Yeah. But I I, I got to imagine his celebration for that would just be insane. Luke, my new favorite celebration is the Jesse Marsh after he beat Liverpool and he's like doing the snapping of the of his of his hands. Can you imagine if Noe scores and he's like running into the supporters? <laughs> that's, like, uh, that's like my new favorite celebration. It's so cringe and lame, but it's so hilarious. <laughs> that's third division soccer at its finest. <laughs> it would be uh, awesome if the guys had something coined up for like a real celebration. Like I, when the I, South Africans scored a goal in the World Cup in 2010 and they all did the dance. Like that'd be awesome. Yes. Team, yes. You all had like some dance. I know they don't, but that'd be hilarious to do. <laughs> I, I'd be for that. <laughs> All right. Uh, my hot take. I think Yos Garcia's minutes. That would be really cool. Talk about, I, I think talk Yos- about trying to get guys elevated and possibly some looks. Yeah. That, that's a good shout. I, I think it'll be if we get to extra time, but I think Yos Gar's on the bench and Yos Garcia's minutes. And also Eddie is going to get fouled. Uh, significantly break a leg. Love you, Eddie. Whoa! Love you, Eddie. <laughs> Just minor fracture. He'll be back in a month. <laughs> Ed scored a brace. No pun intended. <laughs> All right. Um, Union Omaha does have a game this following weekend. It's the first one back at Werner Park. It's probably going to be cold because it's Union Omaha in April. Yep. Um, 
I'll try to get something out there before, but that's against, against the forest memory of Northern Colorado. <laughs> I, I mean, it's it's Madison all over again, except Madison actually has decent supporters. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think we throw everything at St. Louis, and uh, no, got nothing we'll to lose. How it, yeah, we'll see how Hailstorm goes. That's the uh, fun thing, though. Like, la- final thought, like, Union Omaha did what it's supposed to do in the, yeah. in the Open Cup. They got to the MLS team. Now, play yeah. with half money. Like, I feel like the most pressure was playing El Paso. And, like, we got – we, we, we want to win. Like, we got to win. So, that we came fun. out hungry there. Yeah. We yeah. came out hungry against a higher division side. We showed that we have – we have the chutzpah. Like, we're – we're really, we're able to take it to that next level if we need to, but and no slouch. El Paso right now has three wins of of seven, so like yeah, we're middle of the table in a championship right now. So like, that was a, that's a really good win. I mean, I mean, yeah. obviously, but that's that should give the team confidence too, rolling in. Yeah. All right. Um, any final thoughts? Always a pleasure being on your show, Luke. Uh, I remember the glory days of starting off with you and look at us now. Who would have thought we're playing a team in St. Louis? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's not a championship team in St. Louis. It is not. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> All right. One final question for you, Liam. Who gives a hoot? Oh, baby. We do. <laughs> we do.